All right, this is it. I'm not Jeff K, but this is episode 295 of the West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Yeah, so as you can tell, I am not Jeff K. I'm Zip, producer of the show, and today the personification of the uh, teacher wheeling in the TV on the stand to show everybody a class for the day instead of actually teaching. Yes, Jeff K. is on vacation. I think he's in Myrtle Beach. I can't remember. I'm seeing the pictures. He's putting them on Instagram. Uh, it took me. There was one where he was like really high up, looking down on the beach, and I thought he was on like a helicopter or something. And then he's just he's on like the top of a building. I felt very silly on that. But anyway, he asked me to guest host, and it's been a while since I guest hosted. Actually, um, for a while, I thought maybe I just I had said something inappropriate and I had been canceled or I wasn't getting good feedback. But uh, quite the contrary, I found out that my uh, raccoon story was well received. Um, I can let you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the last time I guest hosted, which would have been probably two years ago, I uh, killed a raccoon that had gotten into my chicken coop, and it was quite the adventure. I can actually tell you, since then, I've killed way more raccoons. I actually caught, uh, I got the drop on an entire family of them in one of my sheds, uh, and it was a straight-up bloodbath. Anyway, since then, I have actually moved from East Texas and I am now in the Pacific Northwest, and that's actually going to be kind of what we talk about here today uh, as your substitute, is my physical move from East Texas to the Pacific Northwest. So uh, we, we moved, but I mean this in the, in the literal sense, like the road trip, physically getting my car up there because I got one of those like moving pod trailers because I was looking at the map and I was like, I am not pulling the trailer or driving a U-Haul for 35 straight hours uh, through mountains. I was just like, no. But I do have animals, and the easiest way to move them was in the car, and the car also had to get moved itself. So essentially it was me and my friend and um, my dog and our cats. And when I say friend, it's a literal, an actual friend of mine uh, came up with us to help us move. Uh, I'm not, that's not like a term for my husband. My husband flew up on his own a couple days after the fact. So anyway, we're on a road trip. We have to go 2,300 miles from East Texas to Tacoma, Washington. We're going to do it over the course of about two days with a stop in Denver. Thankfully, I can tell you the end part first. Nothing nothing too eventful happened. Everybody made it there safely. We didn't have any malfunctions or you know any wrecks or anything like that. I did get pulled over. We'll talk about that in a bit. But as far as the crew is concerned, well, we've got our we got the dog Yuri. And she's a great Pyrenees, and I found her at the, in the, she was living in the parking lot of the job I used to have. And when I found her, she was this disgusting mutt. She just had natty hair. We thought she was super old because she was so scrawny. And um, anyway, we find out that she's like a purebred puppy, and she just looked like shit because she'd been living on the street for a long time. And so anyway, she's humongous now. She's 110 pounds. I think she's a lap dog. And she had pretty much the whole center of the car to herself. Thankfully, she loved every moment of being on the car trip. I'm going to send 
pictures of her sleeping um, so Jeff can put it on the website. And then the cats, I was really worried about the cats because I've got two Maine Coons. So one of them's about 21 pounds, the other one's about 12 pounds. And um, pretty much jammed them in a, in a large dog kennel with like a bed and a temporary litter box. And they sat in the SUV. And really like that with that get up, um, and then like I packed shit all around their cage so they had plenty of room. No, really nothing happened with the animals. They were all very well behaved. We had no misadventures. Um, so, you know, for people who get anxiety about animals being in um, in, in distress, uh, you don't have to worry about that because everybody had a great trip. Um, with the exception of the dog peed on the car seat once, which thankfully I put a bunch of like mats down and stuff for the, just that occasion. Um and that was because when we drove through some of the more barren parts of our beloved country, the dog just didn't understand that there's no grass. I was just, we'd be walking down the side of the road in like Wyoming, and I'm like, there's no grass here, dog. Like, grass is in the sense of you know it. So get to peeing on this dust, you know, or whatever. And she ended up having an accident. But other than that, everything went really well with the dogs, or excuse me, with the animals. Now let's see. Uh... All right, so we departed in Texas. Now, here's the thing about the... It's a ball bus. It's a, if, you, if you're not familiar with driving through Texas, it takes almost all day to get from one side of it to the other. So the way the... the we, we left early Wednesday morning, and we were going to drive from East Texas to Denver. We were going to stay the night in Denver at a friend's house and then wake up the next day, go about lunch and drive through the night to get there Friday to, to move in, you know, at noon, whenever we could meet the apartment people. <laughs> Excuse me as I snort into the microphone. Um, the thing that sucks about this journey is that, you know, the first leg of it, you're almost all of it is in Texas. And so once you get from like past Fort Worth going towards the West, Texas is just kind of like the stereotype. It's like an Acme, not quite like uh, Wiley Coyote, um, red deserts and stuff, but there's literal tumbleweeds, like actual tumbleweeds tumble about in front of you because of just there's nothing blocking them. There's nothing in the way. Um, so the first day of the drive really sucked because like I've made the drive from where I lived in, in East Texas to to like Dallas, Fort Worth a thousand times. So I've seen that. And then you drive through just the most boring fucking places in Texas you've ever could ever imagine where I, I, I'm not, I didn't grow up in that part of Texas. I'm not really familiar with that part of Texas, but if you're not, it's, it's the part of Texas where if you're, if you know the show King of the Hill, uh, Boomhauer, the one who talks real fast, uh, they talk like that, like that's like making like Boomhauer is making fun of people who talk in kind of like the western northwestern part of Texas. I don't know why they talk like that. They certainly have nothing to do, so I don't know why they talk so fast. Uh, they've got nowhere to be. But anyway, um, and as I'm going through this, I'm doing a scratch off challenge to myself, which I was just something I actually did before Jeff K got me roped into his nonsense. Where um, when I went on road trips, I used to always get you know scratch tickets. So I get some in Fort Worth. I didn't win. Whatever. Uh, we get to New Mexico. And I knew based on the map, we weren't going to be in New Mexico very long. So I wasn't expecting very much. But this is not the part where they filmed Breaking Bad. Because there was, um, it was, it was really, there was nothing to it. 
nothing to it to the point where I didn't even have to make a stop for gas because I filled up on the border. I, I did because I wanted to get aforementioned scratch ticket, and they just didn't have it. And then they were like, yeah, nobody around here is going to have scratch tickets. And I thought, isn't that like a huge poverty and despair thing? Like, isn't that where I would expect in the most desolate parts of Texas that I've been, they have gambling, you know? So you're telling me that this place is so depressed that the people don't even gamble. And they were like, yeah, you're going to have to like go way into into the state to find a place that wants that will do that. And I thought, well, that's silly. So my whole thing, just my whole gimmick immediately was ruined because I couldn't get a ticket through New Mexico. Anyway, uh, was it beautiful? I mean, it is in the sense of the same way that like it, it looks exactly like that part of Texas. So the then we get to Colorado. Now things start to get the the the, the road starts to get very windy, and uh, we go to Denver. We stay at my house, my friend's house. It's very uneventful, except for the fact that the Pyrenees is 110 pounds and just straight up getting bullied by their eight pound. Um, some kind of rat terrier thing. Absolutely embarrassing. Just completely embarrassing. It's like, why do I have this much dog? Like, what is the point of having you if you're going to be run around, chased in fear by something smaller than the cats? I was like, the cats that I have are bigger than this dog. Anyway, uh, Colorado, beautiful place. Like, Colorado, actually, when we moved, I guess since we, Colorado's where we took a detour uh, on the road trip, I guess we can take a detour on the storing. And so we ended up moving because uh, my husband and I, uh, we, we've been living out in a rural area for a while, and that's where we kind of thought we wanted to, to live. And then it just, you know, we want to start a family, and uh, we'll just say the neighborhood wasn't as friendly as we thought. Granted, I brought some of that onto myself. I ran for office. That was a whole fiasco and an adventure in and of itself. But we finally, oh, goodness, hold on. My recorder just froze. We still recording? Yep, we are. Okay. So sorry if there was a little pause there. Yeah, essentially the neighborhood just uh, wasn't as friendly as it used to be a couple of years ago. I don't know if that's just like how it always was and just like being doing something as prominent as running for office is like brought it all to the surface. Um, I don't know if it's just because the economy's bad and people start to get kind of more hateful and stuff. I don't know, but uh, it definitely was not good for the long term of uh, wanting to start a, like a gay family, you know. I mean, you're talking about, like, unironically, I had a neighbor who flew a flag, not like a flag off a house, like a flag pole with, like, lights and everything that was, like, the Trump uh, with, like, Trump's face on a, like, a Rambo body with, like, a machine gun. You know, it's it's a very, um, a lot of the stereotypes were true. And we just thought, you know, and not to, not to be too much of a sob story, but we had a... a a moment where we were out in the town and we were with our dog and people um, were like not letting their children come up to us and play with the dog um, because we're gay. I mean, they were obviously grabbing their children and like keeping them away from us. And we know what, I mean, we get a lot of dirty looks. We're used to that. And that, that was kind of the, just, we were like, mm, we can't raise a child here, you know? So anyway, that's how we ended up on this journey. Um, so now we're in Colorado. We wake up. The dog has absolutely humiliated me. Um, it's my friend's. Uh, my friend's got this beautiful house. I'm totally jealous of it. Um, and uh, sorry, now I'm thinking about the thinking about that stupid dog. Anyway, we get back on the road, 
and we go to Wyoming. Now, if you you get kind of this when you're doing this road trip, it's when you're going from Texas, New Mexico, it's a lot of nothing. And then you get to Colorado, and it's very beautiful because you know you're near like the Rockies and everything. So you get this kind of a temporary retreat, um, and the views are beautiful. Then you go back to Wyoming, and it's all back to nothing. So our trip didn't really take us through. Did we go to Cheyenne? I can't remember. If you've ever been to Cheyenne, it's the capital of Wyoming. I had to look for the Capitol building because it's so small. It looks like the size of a library where I grew up. Like, I mean, um, it's a different part of the world. Anyway, did I gamble in Wyoming? I didn't because they don't have scratch-off tickets. They only have the lottery. So I thought, well, I'm not going to buy a fucking lottery ticket. So anyway, we drive through Wyoming. I, I have to give them, I do have to say, like, it is it, barren as it is when the sun is setting, gorgeous. It was a beautiful kind of stereotypical, I always call it, like, call my dad sunsets. Like, oh, my God. Um, that was beautiful. The wind gusts were a little ridiculous because it, it, it starts it, as your, I guess it's because there's nothing to block the wind for miles and miles. The wind just is, like, super strong. You can, like, and... As you get deeper and deeper into like the prairie land, this it, it goes from like, hey, look out for wind gusts, and then it's like, hey, like severe wind gusts, and then it's like, there's some parts where the signs, the the speed limit signs are like electronic, and the speed limit changes based on the wind. So you'll drive through it one day, and it'll be 80, and then you'll drive the next day, it'll be 50 because of the wind. Uh, I hate driving through the wind; it's miserable. Um, we go from Wyoming, Wyoming, we go from Wyoming into Utah, Utah, same thing. We're not going through, uh, we're unfortunately not going through it during the day. So we're not seeing any of the actual like beauty it has to offer. Cause I have heard that Utah Mormons aside and all that, uh, very like naturally beautiful state. I will be completely honest with you. If it were not for the Utah jazz, I don't think I would know anything about the state of Utah, virtually nothing. Um, so anyway, we bre- we we skimmed by Salt Lake City, uh, didn't go in it, uh, like the highway didn't take us that way. We went through Ogden, and I kept thinking to myself, why do I know Ogden, Utah? And it was like bugging me, and then I was like, oh, and I think it's like an IRS thing. I was like, do I, have, I, have, have I written like tax checks to Ogden, Utah? Is that why I remember that? Um, no gambling at all in Utah. So I walked in and asked for a scratch off, and they had to hit me with a belt by law. So... Uh, no, there is no gambling in Utah, like, like lottery tickets, dog racing, nothing. So, so far my whole thing is like completely in the fucking toilet. Oh yeah. So in Colorado, I got two tickets going in, both lost. And then the second day I got two more tickets. Cause that's part of the stupid rules is if you, wherever you sleep, you have to get it the going in and going out. Cause it's like technically two, two different road trips or you're cursed. I don't know. Um, one, two tickets in four Collins, uh, Colorado, and then I forgot about them, and so I have to mail them in. I've never done that, and it's only like ten dollars because they won. But I kind of feel like a loser because I'm like mailing a thing from one side of the country to the, you know, or like oh, a thousand miles. Like, can you send me ten dollars, please? Like, I really appreciate that. Uh, so anyway, yes, like I said, with Wyoming and Utah, it didn't happen. Uh, we go to Idaho. Um, Idaho is another one of those states where I. I knew nothing about them except potatoes. I have a friend who's a podcaster who is out in uh, Idaho Falls. The the journey didn't take me out there. Um, if if I didn't if I wasn't carrying the damn cats, I might have taken it to go there and make it a three day trip and stayed with him. But yeah, I know nothing about Idaho. 
uh, pretty state, though, going through the mountains. What was interesting is when you leave the mountains in Idaho, it's like leaving an amusement park because it just ends. It's just like you get to the you, you go through this shitty fucking exhausting well, exhausting in the sense of it's like once you've been driving for like 30 hours, having to drive through the, the windy mountain pass, even when it's lit and not inclement weather, you're like, it's exhausting because, you know, you're having to pay attention to every turn, every turn, every turn. And then so when you you, you get off of them in Idaho, and, I, and again, I, I it all blended together. So I don't even remember what mountain ranges was. It like dumps you like an over like a like a little exit ramp and it's like okay you left the mountains now you're back in the prairie like here you go there's a mcdonald's and a rest stop make sure you use the restroom because there's nothing for like 50 miles and then your ears even pop as you're going down it does it feels like you're like leaving a ride um so idaho had lottery tickets lost so anyway then we move on to oregon by this point i've been up for a while i've been up for um at, at least 20 hours um and I had caught in a little bit of a nap. So I'm actually doing good as far as like sleep deprivation goes. We didn't have any problems with that because we took turns driving and stuff. But we're starting to grind. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're looking at this point where it's, yeah, 30 hours in the car. You're starting to get really tired. Plus, I had been like packing the house up and everything. So when I'm in your Oregon, I get pulled over by a freaking cop. Um, and it's because I was actually cutting off the highway going through like a residential neighborhood into another highway. And when I say through, it wasn't like. Uh, like a literal neighborhood, it was going to be like nine miles through kind of more, more residential area to kick to a different highway. And I just wasn't paying attention to the speed. I, I mean, I, I, and, and I think that's what got me out of the ticket. Cause a guy asked, he's like, why are you speeding? And I said, I'm used to being on the highway. I just wasn't paying attention. And so anyway, uh, he gave me a warning and we actually talked, it was weird. He, he was like, cause I think he could tell we were like moving and you know, he asked like why we were moving. And I just told him everything, you know, you know, gay this and gay that. And, um, <laughs> and uh, really, I do have a secret to to get out of. Whenever you get pulled over by the police, uh, like a like a really surefire way to make sure you get out of it safe is um, to be white. So anyway, he was nice. He gave me a warning, sent me on my way. Just said, you know, welcome to the Pacific Northwest and follow the fucking law when you're here because you're not in Texas anymore. And I said, will do. So anyway, we went through the rest of Oregon, and because of that, I didn't stop. And so I didn't get a scratch-off ticket in Oregon. And then we went to Washington, got the scratch-off tickets, and lost. So the whole—from from that perspective, failure. Like, from the, the scratch-off ticket aspect of it, complete failure. But the journey itself, because now I'm in my new house, and uh, as I'm recording this, we've only been in here— less than a week we're still getting like furniture and our bot like our moving pod finally came so we've got the boxes and we're getting moved in so um you know uh i'll keep i'll keep jeff uh updated on how all that goes especially you guys out in the pacific northwest everybody out there listening um i'm into i'm in tacoma i was funny because at first i was like gosh oh, should i say tacoma or should i just say pacific northwest as if i i say on alaska texas where i'm from that's a town of like three thousand. it's like you could probably find my house from just walking around the town but then i'm here i'm like i don't know but yeah if you're out in the pacific northwest hey i am actually relatively new to the area we picked it because um honestly the weather is very nice uh compared to where we, we come from um, we know that the rainy season's about to start, so we're getting ourselves ready for that. But we, I know Jeff doesn't like to get political, but a lot of it is kind of like, just in a nutshell, the future of this country looks like a lot of rights are going to be based at the state level. So we thought, 
why not start a family at a place that is going to be friendly at the state level to um, gay people? And that's about all I want to go into on that. Um, but if you are from the Pacific Northwest and you've got things you want to recommend to see around the Pugin Sound in Oregon, up in Canada, like the uh, the eastern side of the Washington and all that, hey, send it to uh, send it to Jeff, I guess, or comment on the blog. I don't know. I should have ran over how I was going to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm always down for suggestions. Like I've I've already got a list that's too. It's going to take me too forever to of, of things to see that people have recommended. Um, if you like me and you want to hear more of what I do, you can go over to nrqpodcast.com. I host the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. You can find that every Wednesday morning. Right now we are um, doing Halloween stuff. We just did our fifth annual Spooktober movie marathon where Bob Bob is my co-host. We sit down and we watch an entire horror franchise in one sitting. Uh, in the past, we have done Leprechaun, Hellraiser, and Halloween Last year, we did an anthology idea where we did a bunch of Stephen King stories, and this year, we did A Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was a damn good time, so I think everybody's going to enjoy it. You can find that at nrqpodcast.com or anywhere you can find the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. Uh, Jeff also puts a bunch of very generous links up in all his stuff, so anyway, thanks very much, Jeff. For, uh, this one's a little short, I'm sorry, but... Um, Thanks for letting me host, Jeff. It's it's like I've I've, I've made the comparison to before. It's like Joan Rivers hosting for J- Johnny Carson, or you know Adam Sandler hosting for David Letterman. Uh, you know, anytime you want me to come on up here, you know, uh, just let me know. And and also, if people liked it, if people liked it, we'll we'll keep coming back. If people hate me, I won't come back. I'll be honest. I sound a little, I'm a little tired this morning, so I'm a little a little lower energy than I normally am. But uh, I really enjoy getting to getting to be a be your substitute Jeff for the week, and uh, I believe Jeff is going to be back shortly from his adventures. I don't know when something for the Patreon is coming. Uh, take that up with Jeff. Anyway, how does he end the thing? How does he end the show? I've listened to ten thousand fucking episodes of the show, and how does he? All right, this is it. No, that's how he that's how he starts the show. Oh, I'm making an ass out of myself by saying this out loud while people are listening. Anyway, Jeff will be Jeff will be back. Since then, I've killed way more raccoons. I actually caught, uh, I got the drop on an entire family of them in one of my sheds.